morning crypto. Good morning, warriors. Hello, and welcome back to another episode of your favorite crypto news channel, Good Morning Crypto, where we bring you the most relevant and impactful crypto-related topics from the top crypto research team in the world. I'm your host, Abs, joined by several members of our 3T family this morning. We've got the top crypto researcher on the planet, the funniest Italian in crypto, and also known as the Italian Stallion, Mr. Johnny Crypto, is joining us on this beautiful Thursday morning. With over 1,260 followers on Twitter and the lead asset manager for Phoenix Crypto Assets, the Node Defender is here to drop some crypto gems. And the laser tag runner-up and self-proclaimed crypto juggernaut, Jackie, the junior Goliath, is joining us on this Thursday morning. So today is a very special day. The leader of our warrior family, the top health, wealth, mindset, and crypto coach in the world, Coach JV is joining us on this beautiful Thursday. Many of you know him as the GOAT. So today on Good Morning Crypto, we will be discussing BlackRock makes major moves into the crypto industry, launching a blockchain-based fund that gives investors exposure to over 34 crypto-related companies. The Central African Bank makes Bitcoin legal tender, stating it's an opportunity for immediate economic relief. Ripple is continuing to set up ODL corridors in Asia and eyes South Korea as its next major market. And we have Doja Bank calling for a major U.S. recession. We compare their comments to other major financial institutions. Our show is available on your favorite podcast platforms like Spotify and Apple Music. And for those of you listening via podcast, our show is live on YouTube Monday through Friday, 11 a.m. Eastern at the 3T Warrior Academy channel. So we know who we're going to go to first. Coach JV, thank you for joining us on this beautiful Thursday morning. We're extremely happy to have you. And this was a huge surprise. So how are you feeling on this Thursday? Man, I'm feeling amazing. We're coming off our amazing conference. To be honest with you, the last couple of days, I, I, I hit a wall, man. And so I woke up today and I, I was supposed to be working from home and I ended up in the office somehow. And the greatest time in human history because I'm with you guys. <laughs> this is amazing, Coach. I'm really excited to have you. And we look forward to talking about some very interesting things, whether it's BlackRock or Ripple. It's a perfect episode for you to be joining us. So I'd love to go to the top crypto researcher on the planet next, Mr. Johnny Crypto. Good morning, handsome. How you feeling? Good morning, everybody. How are you today? As you know, my name is Johnny Crypto with a K, and I am wishing you all a good day. And I'll tell you what, I got one of those hydration IVs when I was at the show. God bless. Thank you, Lillian. If you're listening out there, you're an angel. And Deborah, baby D, um, you know, those things are amazing. I don't know if people know about that, but if you're not feeling well, stay away from all those poison drugs that the, that the elites want to give you and go get a natural hydration IV. I think her website is bookbalanceiv.com or something like that. But I'll tell you, abs. ever since I got that thing, I'm feeling like Almost kind of like I'm on cocaine, but I don't know what that feels like because I don't do cocaine, but I feel like. <laughs> well, it's great to hear that you're feeling amazing. That saved me when I, had, when I had COVID back in the day, but we'll kick it to the Node Defender next. Mario, I heard you claim out with a clothing brand. Why don't you show us a little bit of your merch? Oh, my, my merch is actually Warrior merch. Check it yeah, out. Baby. Warrior's yeah, baby. Warrior's Rise. Check it out. <laughs> yes. That's so awesome. visit 3twarrioracademy.com and pick up your own merch. We got tons of different options. Warrior's Rise. Get your shit together. Yeah. All the Amazing good stuff. Merch. All the good stuff. Jackie, and we're coming to you next. I saw that you came in fifth place in laser tag, so I couldn't call you the champion, but we called you the runner up. How are you feeling on this Thursday? 
I'm feeling great. It was actually fourth place in the in the go kart racing. Um, laser tag. I have no skill at, but I'll beat you <laughs> on the road. So I was proud. I was proud of myself. I beat a lot of dudes out on that track. So that's awesome. I mean, you beat me. So that's all I can say. Did I but beat we'll you? <laughs> What'd you say? Did I beat you? Yeah, I was fifth place. You were fourth place. Oh my gosh. I so congratulations. Really I only the only the only image I have stuck in my mind was Johnny K coming up right next to me and me saying, <laughs> No way. And then I think I almost think I bumped him. Yeah, you did. You tweeted it just there wasn't bumping allowed on the track. You checked me right into the freaking racks and I was all spit it out. Yeah, yeah, you cheated. But yeah, you beat me. <laughs> <laughs> you guys are awesome. Win. She's like, Johnny! I'm like, what do you mean, Johnny? You're the one who smashed me into the wall. It's a cold world, Johnny. It's a cold world. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. So Johnny's got an excuse for everything. That's why he lost to Jackie, in case you guys were wondering. Exactly. We'll hop into this thing the same way we always do, by showing you our Good Morning Crypto Twitter account, where you get access to every single member of our team, from me to Jackie to Johnny, the entire crew, at 3TGM Crypto. Go smash that follow button and tweet at us. We love interacting with you guys. And today we are showing extreme fear on the fear and greed index. We are sitting at a 24 this morning, possible time for accumulation as Johnny Crypto always addresses. And it seems like we've been ranging in the zone for quite a while. So we're going to cover some action if we get any there. This morning, we are sitting at 1.8 trillion in global market cap with Bitcoin sitting just above 41% and Ethereum at 19% dominance. Bitcoin is still below that $40,000 mark at 39,300. Ethereum is sitting at 2,800. We have XRP at 64 cents this morning. Another possible opportunity for accumulation on that project. Very interesting. And we have some amazing news that we're going to cover later in this episode that is XRP related. Polkadot is $17. Kronos, 38 cents. Cosmos, $20. Stellar is 18 cents. And we have Hedera Hashgraph still sitting in that 17 cent range. I'd love to start off with Coach JV. Is there anything that you recognize in the market this morning? How do you feel about this bearish price action? Or are you just focused on the long term? Oh, yeah, I'm fully focused on the long term. Actually, uh, um, you know, I always say I am the market. I'm not addicted to the market. So uh, this is the greatest time in human history to be people. Everybody says, oh, am I too late to crypto? It's like, no, you're right on time. So this type of uh, fear is when we should be buying. And so I'm a long-term investor, Warren Buffett style. And as you guys, if you're at the conference, I talked about my styles and when everybody's fearful, that's when I'm buying. That's exactly what I do. So when there's deep, deep fear, I'm packing my bags and I'm a long, long, long-term fundamental holder. I'll be discussing that with the Warrior Academy today at 10 o'clock, just really breaking down my strategy because key to getting wealthy in this market, and I'm taking this from the bearable bowl, is to stay in the market. That's it. And so there's nothing to fear other than fear itself. And there's two things we always emphasize. The most valuable thing is time in the market. And the only profits are realized profits. So I'd love to kick it to Johnny Crypto to just build off what Coach JV said. You guys are very like-minded in the fact that you look for extreme fear in times to accumulate. So what are you watching this morning? You know me, I love extreme fear because I don't have to worry about what's popping and what do I got to go sell and this and that. I don't have to you know, keep an eye on the exit plan and all that stuff because at this time, this is the gift time, right? This is where we get to slowly accumulate. You know, my favorite one that I'm buying right now is WTK. So I've been packing the bags. I'm putting, I'm, I'm growing that bag because I love how they want to try to solve that, that retail to consumer uh, transaction payments, right? We know that's coming. And they've got some really good connections when you look at the team. So I'm still slowly packing away on WTK. Um, that's one of my big ones. And 
I'm also trying to get a little more quant. I love quant because it's the way, you know, all these blockchains are going to talk together. And, you know, Solano is one that I don't have a lot of, but a lot of the elites are packing their bags on Solano. And as Coach always says, you know, we do what the elites do, uh, not what they say. So I do want to start to get some more Solano as well. So I'm looking for those three. We, again, as Coach said, right, we look for 20, up 2025 and beyond. I don't even look at my phone. I used to look at my account 20 times a day. Now, if I look at it twice a week, it's a lot because I don't care. I I just don't care. Abs. All I, I love is that the fact that a lot of the people are starting to talk that we're in a bear market. I love that because if we're in a bear and more and more people start saying that, then what's going to happen is the elites, the market makers, they're going to flip it. They're going to send us the other way because they play on our emotions. Remember, our emotions are how they drive this market. So don't get played. Know the game. Come to the Academy, free Discord below, sign up, come check us out. When you're ready to really level up, then you join the Academy and you get access to this whole beautiful community. That was perfect, Johnny. I'd love to go to the Node Defender next. Mario, you said that we think we're in a long-term bearish trend. Are you still feeling that same way? And if so, how are you approaching the market in this particular time? Yeah, I'm definitely still feeling the same way. I just, uh, you know, we can we can see that Bitcoin just keeps getting rejected at these levels that it tries to put push upwards. And um I really don't think, I mean, I've been, been saying it over and over again. I bet people hate me by now, but I don't think that we're going to get a new all-time high for Bitcoin this year. I'll continue to say that for as long as I feel that uh, things change and as long as we see something different. But just the economic conditions, everything going on around the world, just everything kind of instigates fear, right? So I believe that the market will continue on this kind of consolidation Hopefully we get some kind of alt season, you know, hopefully in some kind of retracement where Bitcoin pushes up a little bit. We start seeing some of the some of the um, capital that's in Bitcoin just flow into alts and we start getting some of these exit targets being reached with some of the projects, some of the coins that we did not reach targets for last year. Um, that's what kind of that's what I'm looking for and that's what I'm planning for. So but even if it doesn't happen, it's all good. Like Coach said, and we always keep talking about in the channel, just have a long term horizon approach. Um, you'll do well in the long term. That was awesome, Mario. And you're right. Whether it's Kathy Woods, Mark Cuban, Kevin O'Leary, all of these people talk about long-term timeframes and they never predict six, nine-month timeframes. So when we talk about 2025 and beyond, we're just following what the big boys are doing and we're navigating this market the best way we can. Jack, I'd love to go to you next. Is there anything you're watching this morning and how's the step in NFT treating you? <laughs> the step in NFT is treating me well. Um, nah, I'm, I'm watching a few altcoins. Um, and again, we, we kind of talk about those in our live streams within the Academy with Selman and Gonzo. Um, right now. Yeah. It was good to see yesterday. The market, you know, took a little bit of a dive, but step in coins, GMT and GST were at all time highs. So coming, coming after our conference, after, you know, telling a bunch of our warriors and a bunch of people that were there about that app, um, not that app, that NFT and, you know, kind of pushing for it on my end. And then seeing that those were at all time highs while everything else was down, I felt pretty good about that. There were some influencers giving some hate on it, but man, I, I feel good about it. So there we go. But keep that in mind. We are at all time high. So don't come after me, you know, if it goes down. <laughs> Either way, my mom says thank you. She's been using that thing all week and she loves it. So with that being said, I want to hop into our first article for today because we have some amazing stuff for you guys. Our first article is BlackRock list blockchain each exchange traded fund days after the Fidelity launch. Leveraging blockchain technology for payments, contracts, and consumption represents crypto's broader opportunity, says BlackRock. And the launch comes right after Fidelity had its very similar product come out 
that is crypto and metaverse related. So BlackRock manages over $10 trillion in assets, and they're calling the expansion into digital assets. The expansion of our megatrends lineup today reflects the power of the millennial and the rise of the self-directed investor whose buying habits have reshaped mainstream consumer behaviors and in turn, the companies which they invest in. So that's a mouthful, guys. But basically what he's saying there is people are taking their assets back into their own hands. The everyday investor now has the capability to control their investments in the short and long term. So this fund does not invest in cryptocurrency specifically, but instead in, invests in 34 crypto-related companies. A few of those companies are Coinbase, Galaxy Digital, IBM, PayPal, and Marathon Digital and Riot Blockchain, which are Bitcoin mining companies. I would love to start with Coach JV here. What do you think this move into fundamental infrastructure investments mm. means for everyday investors as opposed to them investing in hard assets? Oh, I think it's they're showing us exactly where the market's going. So remember, do what they do, not what they say. So if you look at it, they, they understand that we are now empowered. Not everybody knows they're empowered with this technology and able to like people like us giving everyday research. When you used to be you had to read a paper or you had to watch the programming, television programming. Now we have access to stuff and where everything's going peer to peer. It went from hotels to Airbnbs. We're going from taxis to Ubers. We're going from banks to fintech decentralized finance right and so these companies know they're they're working just to like imagine a net right so everybody's they're in this old paradigm of financial they're casting a net on the other side and as the trillions of dollars come flooding into this marketplace they're hey guys we're right over here <laughs> we we created your monetary system we printed a bunch of money into the system we took that money and we put it into innovative technologies and they're just casting the net on the other side and so what they're looking for is the masses where are the masses going to come to that's why warren buffett invested one billion dollars into new bank right new bank is a cryptocurrency friendly company that has exposure to it that's why bank of america got with ripple right that's why warren buffett is the biggest stakeholder in rip or in bank of america so you got to think about i think of a net being cast on the other side just like us right you got the gold and then you got the gold miners so you can get the the gold mine right you can sell the shovels and so what they're doing is they're working to not only sell the shovels to the people but they're going to also invest in the cryptocurrencies they're going to transact for the people and so it's just a slow methodical shift and, and i hope people understand like they're all tapping each other's shoulders behind the scenes man i was in the executive ranks um you know and i i don't like when people say stuff like this where i have inside i do have inside knowledge i have high level inside knowledge and i'm not going to come out here and try to pump that on the youtube channel but i'm telling you warriors i'm telling you all of you you will be custody your cryptocurrency, maybe not you guys, but you'll be custody your cryptocurrency at your local bank within the next five years. You will be holding Bitcoin and Ethereum. And you will be doing DeFi-backed loans or Ethereum-backed loans at your local bank. I promise you. I promise you, you'll be doing that. So it's just, I feel like they're casting a net, right? And they're investing in the technologies that are going to bring the masses in. Um, and then eventually we'll hear they're all into Bitcoin and Ethereum. But they're also... They're invested in all these companies that have exposure to Bitcoin, exposure to Ethereum, right? So they're, I mean, they got their hands in everything. So that, that's my opinion. They're casting the net on the other side. And as the masses come, they're going to catch all the profits. Yep. And, that, and just to build on that. So absolutely right. We've been talking about investing in the rails. And that's what they're doing right now is you're seeing them investing in the companies that form. And actually, Abs, this is an exciting article. I'm glad you showed this because um, actually I have even BitFarms, I think, or two that I've owned for a while. So it's so awesome. It's more validation to see that, A, the big boys, the elites know, hey, it's time to get our claws into this. What's interesting is in the article, and you rightfully pointed it out, they're still not investing in cryptocurrencies. And you know why? Because you know what they're waiting for? Regulation. When that regulation comes, 
that's going to be the floodgates. That's, excuse me, that's when the floodgates are going to open and we're really going to start to see, we're going to start to see things coming in like, you know, all these things that are, are these pieces are putting in place. These guys right now would want to invest in cryptocurrency if they can, but there's too much money at stake as we talked about multi-billions of dollars that they're not going to risk putting into something that at the end of the day is going to, you know, could, could the floor could be yanked out from underneath it. That's why I'm so excited that when that regulation comes, oh baby. So the great thing for us is we're all in so early. We're all positioned. We own, you know, part of the rails of this thing. We've owned technologies and the cryptocurrencies that they're not getting into. So that should get everybody super excited. That wave is coming. I don't know when, because I don't know how long they, you know, when they're ready to pull the trigger. But when that regulation comes, oh, man, make sure you got your seatbelts on, folks. Jackie, I would love to go to you next. But what I found so interesting about what they invested in is they're investing in Bitcoin mining. While we have New York banning proof of work this week and Texas adopting crypto mining for the actual state, there's so much bullish and bearish price action. There's both opposite ends of the spectrum. So it really is just about understanding the long-term utility of the market and why the big boys are leveraging themselves in this way. So Jackie, what are some of your thoughts on them, not only investing in crypto companies, but specifically betting on Bitcoin mining in the future? Hi. I got you. Go ahead. Oh, perfect. Okay. Thanks, Mario. <laughs> Always, I, you know, with the mining and changing over to proof of um, proof of stake and things like that. I don't know. I always get kind of confused on that. I always kind of had the mentality of, you know, everything's going to get shifted over eventually, but these, I mean, I keep, and I, it kind of hit me at the conference as well, that this is, that's kind of what, how our mentality needs to be as well. I think once we first get into crypto, you know, it starts slow and then we just ramp it up and we deep, deep, deep dive. And we're not focused on, you know, when this, it, it's a slow race, right? And that's these big institutions have that frame of mind. They have that long-term frame of mind. So kind of when first getting into it, that's kind of what you need to take it, take it slow and look at the big projects, the fundamental projects, Bitcoin, Ethereum, take it slow. Cause that's what they're doing. Um, and that, that's kind of what hit me. Cause everyone wants the next, the next new thing, the next new, you know, gem that's, that's a micro cap that can, you know, scoop, that can rug pull you. Right. So I don't know. That was kind of some advice that we kind of gave over the conference was take it slow. Cause that's what they're doing. Um, kind of build your bags. You know, it's just building a portfolio. Most of your assets should be in the strongest fundamental coins. The ones that have stuck around the longest that have proved to be, um, you know, what they are. Yeah, Jackie, that was great. And I think there's something very important that they highlighted here, which is getting the unbanked banked. And they stated that 87 countries are currently looking into central bank digital currencies. While we had their CEO, Larry Fink, say last month that the Ukrainian situation could accelerate the adoption of digital currencies in the future. It's very funny to show that they were, they're framing CBDCs as a more transparent and free way of, of exchanging value. So JV, please take the floor. Duh, man, I'm taking a deep breath for this one. I mean, thank you. I want to also, I, I didn't want to, uh, one reason why I want to come on too is to say thank you to this group here, uh, to say thank you. And I'm so honored that that you people get to see the team behind this. I mean, I've been doing this with these guys for a long time. Like people thought it was just Coach JV. This is the ecosystem. But the reason why I want to say thank you for many reasons, but also I've been able to now do my videos that are more deep dive going into the, into the stuff you're talking about right now. So the whole Ukraine narrative is all to move, uh, to bring 
the middle class to their knees. That's what they're working to do. And they're going to do that through obviously changing the monetary system. We saw SWIFT was the first narrative, right? Cyber attacks was the first thing was Russia did a cyber attack on, on Ukraine. America sanctions taking them off us, uh, the SWIFT system, the EU, all that stuff. And now what's going to happen is the system with U Russia versus Ukraine is food shortages, right? So what they're going to do is they pushed us all into our homes. They gave us a bunch of stimulus money, kept us happy, got us arguing. You get people to fight within a local level and then you take it to a global level, right? So now what they're going to do is interest rates are going up. People can't afford a home anymore. People are going to start compressing into uh, families are going to be coming back together. Stress levels are going to go through the roof. Cortisol is going to go through the roof. The pharmaceutical companies are going to make way more money, right? And then all of a sudden they're going to bring us to our needs with food shortages, right? Because the wheat narrative, most of the wheat or production comes from Ukraine and Russia. So all of this has to do with moving us into a new system. So if you know that, if you know the game, you can't be played. So throughout all of this, watching what they're doing is really, really, really important. BlackRock, Vanguard, every move they make is, is a methodical move based on war, right? Money, politics. There's no separation. Money, politics. It doesn't matter. You know, I'm, people are going to get pissed off by this, but Trump is not going to come back and save you. <laughs> he, you are going to save yourself, right? You have to save yourself. Nobody's coming to save you. We've all been given the tools and resources to save ourselves. The narratives can help you come up with a paradigm that can help you raise your internal vibration in order to navigate through this, right? So that's your main goal is to figure out how to navigate those waters because we're, we're heading towards a, a, a cliff right now. And people don't realize that. Here's what's going to happen next few years. People or families like the Great Depression are going to start compressing down into one house. There's going to be food shortages. People are going to be losing their job. Small businesses are going to get wiped out, leveraged towards technology. Um, and they don't care about you. They don't care that your family can't eat. They don't care that you can't pay your light bills or your water bill. They don't give a flying shit. They don't care. All they care about is keeping control, right? Um, so uh, hopefully that answered the question, but it's, it's all a big ass narrative that's happening. And so I always tell people, I've been saying, I'm actually changing my verbiage. I'm saying, I'm not breaking free from the matrix. I am now becoming the matrix. Very different. Elon, what Elon is doing. I'm not saying I support Elon or any, I don't trust. It's not that I don't trust. I trust myself. Let's just put it that way, right? It's not, there's no nefarious people. It's just everybody's having their own physical experience. What Elon did is he stopped breaking out of the matrix and he became the matrix. Yep. Like I said, he became one of the richest people in the world. And now he gets to have fun with the narrative. Do the same thing. Do it at a small level, get a little bit bigger, get a little bit bigger. As long as your intentions are pure in integrity, honesty, and uncompromising belief system for me and God, and whatever you believe in, at least it's some sort of higher consciousness, you're going to be just fine, warriors. There's freaking fruit trees everywhere. Go eat off a damn fruit tree. You know, like in Arizona, you can go go to Starbucks, get some water. Like, stop. We need to get out of that scarcity mindset. So I, I don't even think that answered the question. But the, the Russia-Ukraine narrative is it's all by design, man. I hope you I hope people can see that by now. Yeah. Just just to build on that, Coach, you're absolutely right. We know we can see that because of the Russia-Ukraine, right? Now, so all of a sudden, they gave us a reason to sanction them and then them a reason to drop the dollar. Guys, if you don't think this ain't a chess match that's already – or a political theater that hasn't already been planned fully, well, then I got a bridge in Brooklyn to sell you. So this is the thing. They're basically put this plan in place to shift us away from the financial system. Now, now the question is, what do you do about it? Uh, so what we're doing about it here at the Academy is you put yourself in a position where you're not reliant on the system because here's what's going to happen. They're going to switch it over to the quantum financial system. They're going to use CBDCs. And we, we've been showing you this map as CBDCs are expanding out. There's 91 central banks. Now, there it is. 91 central banks are considering using central CBDCs. And they're going to come out and they're going to tell you cryptocurrency bad, CBDC good. 
Why? Because CBDC, they control you. They can tell you where you spend the money, how you spend the money. If you don't go to bed at eight o'clock at night, if you don't get your V shots, you're, you know, if you talk bad social media, we're going to give you less and less. If you choose to be on that system because you decide to take the free money that they want to give you in the universal basic income system, well, then you set yourself to their rules. Here at the Academy, what we're doing is no, 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 no. We don't live by their rules. We create multiple income streams. Put yourself in a position. Get some land. Get some real estate. Get some crypto. Get some gold. Get some silver. Do those kinds of things to unhook yourself from the system because at the end of the day, cash is never going to go away 100%. It might be maybe in a long time from now, but it's going to take time. So we're going to be able to do those kinds of things. So again, this is the kind of stuff we talk at the Academy. When you come here, you get a community so you don't have to do this alone. You don't have to figure this shit out by yourself. There's a lot of smart people in the Academy. We're all bouncing ideas off it. And the last thing I want to say, because I said a lot, I just want to thank Coach JV because as he thanked us for doing this, the reality is I think we all thank him for giving us the opportunity and trusting your brand in us to do this show every day. So we really, from the bottom of our heart, we're all super grateful that you uh, entrusted this beautiful brand that you built in our hands. So I don't know, you might be a little crazy putting it in our hands, but thank you for doing that. We love you, man. Love you. (laughs) That's awesome. Thank you, JV. We love you and we love you too, Johnny. But there was something really interesting that stuck out to me as well from this document where it says, of the countries with the four largest central banks, the United States is furthest behind in this central bank digital currency process. And I think it flows perfectly into what both JV and Johnny said, where this is all a plan. This is a shift away from fiat currency, a shift away from the US dollar into a one world taxation, global reserve currency, which we will see as a composite of CBDCs. Central bank digital currencies are inevitable, and it can be a very, very pessimistic conversation depending on which rabbit hole you go down. But it's important to take a positive outlook. If you're one of our 140 listeners out there, you have the awareness of this stuff taking place. Most of the middle class and most of retail is going to be caught on the back end. They're going to be shown they have no choice but to flood into these currencies. Whereas if anyone who has the awareness now can build up to that point, establish a way for you to profit off that shift and hopefully free yourself as well as your family. I'd love to go to Mario and then Jackie. What are some of your thoughts on central bank digital currencies and the adoption of BlackRock investing in fundamental crypto companies, not just uh, central banks? I think as far as the BlackRock, that that's good. It's positive for for the some of the investors that don't even don't even understand what crypto is. I've been seeing this video floating around Twitter where these girls are being asked, "Do you want one hundred dollars or do you want one Bitcoin?" And they're completely clueless about what what a, a Bitcoin even is, and they're all saying, "No, I want a hundred dollars." And they're saying, "Oh, what is Bitcoin? Like, why do I want something that's not even tangible? I would rather have a hundred dollars in my hand." So a lot of people are completely uh, unaware of what cryptocurrency even is uh, cryptocurrency is trying to solve. So these kind of funds are, are are a way for some of the investors to gain exposure. And as more and more people become aware of what cryptocurrency is, we're seeing a lot of a lot of companies like Crypto.com, Coinbase, just pushing through advertising, bringing awareness. Whether it's um, you know soccer games, basketball games, Formula One, all of that's going to bring in a flood of people into the space and only 5% of the population of the world being invested. We're so early and we can take advantage of this uh, opportunity. But going back a little bit to what we were discussing about, you know, creating streams of income, it's also very important that, you know, it's, it's good to be in crypto because of the opportunity. But when crypto is not moving, 
it's really important to be diversified into other things so that you can have a flow of income come from other areas. This way you can profit or you can take advantage of a market when it's doing well. You know, there's going to be times that crypto market's doing good. There's going to be times that the e-commerce business is going to do well. There's going to be times that the Turo business is going to do well. So try to diversify yourself into different areas. If you're just starting out, I mean, I was all in crypto. And for me, it worked out great because I was starting out my investment journey. So I took advantage of the fact that crypto was booming. And now I'm starting to take some profits and just kind of putting it into different places. Try not to be 100% diversified within crypto, but try to be diversified outside of crypto too. And even if you are 100% diversified within crypto, I think the best thing you can be doing is leveraging a lot of these passive income opportunities. We had talked a lot about Nexico, Nexo, and I know that's difficult for U.S. investors, but there is a new product that we've been researching called Freeway where you do get a passive income opportunity on your Ethereum, Bitcoin, and Tether, some amazing rates. So if you have the time and you're interested in those things, I would advise checking that out. But we have 150 listeners out there, so please show us some love and smash that like button. All social medias are linked down below. And if you're looking for the best place to navigate the crypto market from a mindset standpoint, the best place to do so is at the 3T Warrior Academy, where you get to join our community and see how we interact behind the scenes, starting with Coach JV and working his way down a fundamental understanding of the cryptocurrency market so we do not get swayed by headlines and we not get swayed by narratives. So long-term investors, like-minded people, please go and check us out. Coach JV is there. So our next article for today is the Central African Republic looks for quick wins and becomes the second country to adopt Bitcoin as legal tender. So one of the poorest countries in the world has followed El Salvador in adopting Bitcoin as legal tender. This is humongous. This is humongous for one specific reason. The IMF actually advised that they take this step in order to, to boost economic growth with a country that's economy is rapidly declining. The adoption of Bitcoin as official, mon- as official money represents a decisive step opening a new opportunity for our country. They're looking for immediate economic relief and they're looking for short-term solutions. We'll start off with Johnny Crypto and then head over to Coach JV. What are some of your thoughts on Bitcoin for the second time being adopted as official legal money. Johnny. Yeah. Yeah. To me. So we know that the IMF kind of controls some monetary policy and they're kind of involved. They got their fingers in everything. And so to me, the IMF does tests around the world. I think this is just another test to start to see how they can utilize Bitcoin. They've got something I think up their sleeves here in terms of it, because you're a second country now that they're talking about using Bitcoin as official money. So again, I think from it, for me, I always felt like at some point they're going to villainize Bitcoin. So I think first they're kind of setting up Bitcoin out there, set them up in the, in, and out there, get in a few places. And then when the time is right, we'll villainize it, it draws too much power, it's too consuming, blah, 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 all these things. And oh, by the way, here's a CBDC. It's a much better solution. Because Mario said something that was important earlier. He said that he can't believe how not that many people know about cryptocurrency. We know 5%. That's it, guys. globally are invested and know about cryptocurrency. Now, the day when, you know, the lady at the store or the clerk is talking about cryptocurrency, that's when you want to get the hell out. We're far away from that right now. So I think you're just starting to see the beginnings of laying out how they're going to roll this whole thing out. And to me, that's what this, I mean, again, in my opinion, I think that's what this is all about. Yeah, Yeah. awesome. I'd love to go to Coach JV next. Yeah, I agree 100%. They're starting with the smaller countries, just testing it out, seeing how it works out. And uh, I mean, it, it's just it's so clear what they're doing to me. I mean, it's like, I guess because we're in it researching it all day, it's almost like we're just, we just take a puzzle piece, boom, next, next 
one goes in, next one goes in. They're painting this big picture of this new monetary system where Bitcoin will be a form of like gold just to store value. Um, your Ethereum is so deep in the banking system. I love when people say Ethereum's going to zero. I'm like, well, let me let me have your Ethereum then, please, because <laughs> it's like so deep in consensus in the banking system. And it's like, yeah, they're just they start with the small countries first, right? And the IMF, it's so cool. I just did a thing on the IMF this morning. I was diving into it a little bit. Um, I mean, go read these documents, Warriors. If you watch the video I did this morning, I show you the document. You go print out the PDFs. They're 100 page documents. And what I do is I just go through and I look for the keywords. And they're talking about cryptocurrency and the disruptive technologies. And, and so they're, they're just slowly setting it up. They're finding out how it's going to work in these smaller countries. And then once they see it's how it's going to work, I mean, think about it. Like I think about the, uh, the marijuana industry, right? So what they did is at a local level, they legalized marijuana, right? And so all these, they and then they start seeing how much money now they're moving it up to, it'll move up to a federal level. So like you got all these uh, states, you know, trying to like Bitcoin, Bitcoin, Miami. I mean, they're like Bitcoin, Miami, sorry, Miami is has miami coin right and they're paying their citizens back dividends in bitcoin and so they're they'll be able to uh, like not uh, eventually eliminate taxes which is wild and that's why everybody's flooding into florida right now i mean it's it's a beautiful place to be there's innovation and so now there's going to be this big race between states and countries to move into innovation as quick as possible um, because someone's going to get left behind right and so i think that's the thing they're testing it they're seeing how it's doing it they'll, they'll watch them methodically and then you'll see a bigger country do it and it'll just keep going up to the top and then that's why that's why these elites are buying bitcoin that's why micro strategies and macro strategies is now doing crypto back loans at silver bank that's one thing i, I want to dive into like think about this silver bank is a bank it's a bank and they allowed macro strategies to do a crypto back loan to buy more crypto if that doesn't tell you <laughs> that crypto is here to stay they're doing they're allowing massive asset back loans we can't do that I can't walk into, you know, I'm sure I can't walk into Silver Bank. I don't know. Maybe walk into Wells Fargo and get a, a crypto back loan yet. Right. But if they're letting the and all their wealthy clients can invest in Bitcoin and Ethereum, but their middle class clients can't invest in Bitcoin and Ethereum. So you just see if they start, you know, they start with the small countries, they build out, they start with the elites and they come down. JV, that was amazing. I want to circle the conversation right back to you because I'm wondering when we're going to see the institutional and federal adoption of other assets in the crypto space Besides Bitcoin, are we going to see them starting to accumulate some of these larger DeFi projects, whether it's Ethereum, AVAX, ADA, some of these things that are going to have long term stores of value? Oh, great question. It's all going to be based on that. And that's why, and you know, people can go, but I'm actually having John Deaton on the channel coming up very soon. Uh, so we're going to dive into his brain, right? The lawyer brain. And uh, he's an amazing human being that's going after the SEC or, or challenging the SEC on this. The whole Ripple case to me is all for this. That's what it's for. That's exactly what it's for, because America is going to dictate regulation. And so we're not going to see these institutions get involved until they have regulatory clarity, because they don't want to get smacked with fines. They don't want to be the person to like basically think about it. We, we, we're all dealing in crypto businesses. All of us have businesses together. And there's a lot of red tape you have to go through just to get the normal everyday person access to this stuff. We're working so hard to democratize things for people. And it's so difficult. It's like, God, I mean, Johnny Crypto and in Jeremy, our CFO, meet with all these, you know, lawyers. And it's like, it's a lot of work and they make it almost nothing's impossible. I am possible, but they try to make it very difficult and challenging. So once we get regulation, that's when you're going to see Wells Fargo, Bank of America start to bring it to the people. And they're they're ready. They're all ready. I'm telling you, they're all ready. Don't believe the hype. Don't believe the bullshit. Don't believe your freaking, you know, your buddy telling you that cryptocurrency is a fraud. They are ready to roll it out. They're just waiting for regulation. The OCC said the federally chartered 
banks and thrif thrifts can custody your crypto. All they got to do is submit their documents, but they're not going to get on board until they know that they, because regulations, if you go against regulation, that's why Coinbase, they went after them and threw the, uh, what was a cease and assist when they're going into DeFi and they stopped. And then Coinbase is like, wait a minute, let's get involved in regulation. Let's be the forefront of regulation. You know, if you can't beat them, join them. And now Coinbase is in bed with them. And now here we go, right? We know they're part of the whole banking cartel, but... That was amazing, JV, and it's really interesting because we covered a story from Grayscale where they opened up a large-cap DeFi project centered around ADA, Solana, Polkadot, Algorand, Avalanche, and I think we're going to see more and more shifts in that direction as opposed to just Bitcoin and Ethereum over these next few years. Johnny Crypto, I'd love to get some thoughts from you on the adoption of Bitcoin as legal tender, but then also the evolution of this market into other DeFi, DeFi projects such as Ethereum and AVAX. Actually, Johnny, I want to circle around. I want to hear from the node defender first. Sorry. No, no worries. Go. Yeah. Sorry, Abs. Could you repeat the question? Do you want to know about the impacts of those funds? Yeah. So what are you anticipating from an adoption standpoint going forward? Are we going to see more and more countries and institutions buying into projects such as ADA, Solana, AVAX, et cetera? Yeah, absolutely. I, I, I think that this is a matter of uh, when, not if. It, it's come to a point that it's so obvious. And as JV was just talking, you know, all these institutions that are getting crypto backed loans i mean if crypto in its essence was to go to zero like a lot of people say or to be a scam like a lot of people say then why would a financial institution even give a loan backed by crypto it just these are signs and and the signs are right in front of us we have to act on those signs you know listen to don't listen to what they say look at what they do um, if they're doing something, then most likely that's because they see something and and they have the people in the team they have the right people that are able to to give them the recommendations and the guidance. So it's it's only right that if we follow that, we might as well, you know, we, we should also do pretty well. So I tweeted the other day how banks are investing in, banks and financial institutions are investing in in plots of land, in, in Decentraland, in Sandbox. Those are all signs. And they weren't buying them when they were sitting at all-time highs a couple of months ago. You know, when the hype was there for the metaverse back when Meta was announced by Zuckerberg, um, they weren't buying it then, but they they still saw the opportunity. So what did they do? They waited. Now we're getting a drop. Um, things look fearful. Nobody wants to buy it now because everything looks scary. So now that's when they're coming in and they're they're acquiring these these investments. So exactly. yeah, I definitely think that's the future. Hey Abs, can I share something that what, what Mario just said something on the screen real quick? I'm gonna I'm gonna see if I can share my screen real quick. Uh, let me see if you guys don't mind. I want to I want to show you something. So I went to CBA Executive Banking School, right? So this is where they train the top level executives to be in the C-suite leadership position. So this is a school I graduated from. I want to read you guys a line that Mario just said. Okay, it says, "Oh, so crypto, the intersection of digital currencies and banking. This is the CBA. This is who trains the elite bankers um, in the top. And there's also PCBS, right? Okay, now check this out. Oh, can you guys see my screen? Sorry. Oh, my bad. There we go. Can you guys see it? Yeah, yeah, got it. Cool. My bad. Okay, so check this out. What did Mario just say? When? He said when. Well, banks consider how and when to integrate cryptocurrencies and blockchain technology into their products of suite. Policymakers, they're all about the regulation. It says how and when. It doesn't say if. It doesn't say maybe. It says how and when. Just like Mario said, when they're going to implement this into their um, their, pro their product stack. So I just want to bring that up because it confirms exactly what Mario was saying. This is the this is the CBA. This is what I graduated. They train the C-suite leaders. This is where I get 
not well, not CBA is where I get my information from, but that's that's the access I have. Um, and so it's not if it's it's not is it it's if and when are they going to implement it? Not not if it's when and how. Excuse me. There's a coach. Didn't you say that? They were starting to talk about this when back in 2012 or something. Like how, yeah, how you were yeah. talking about how long ago was this going back, Coach? Yeah, they were talking about fintech. So I went in 2012, 2012, 2012. They were talking about fintech, not crypto. They're talking about financial oh, technology. Okay. And so we were um, in our in our sim system. We were working to uh, reduce branches and people, uh, brick and mortar, and go into financial technology. So. JV, I also remember you mentioning that back in 1997, we saw the first cryptocurrency patents come out. So this industry has actually been worked on for 10, 15 years before they even rolled out Bitcoin, whoever that was, right? And now we're still so early in that process where a lot of the actual utility of these coins, it's not even being implemented yet. It's all speculation up to this point. And all the price action that's come in has just been hype. It hasn't been actual utility. So when we see a lot of that real utility, I think that's when we're going to see a lot of that value I'd like to get some closing comments from Jackie on the Bitcoin adoption and maybe what she's anticipating from a DeFi standpoint. Yeah, I just I think a main focus is to consider what JV had said um, about it starting starting small and expanding outwards, starting at the top and going down. I think that that's that's the process with everything of how everything kind of comes about, starts that way and then comes about and, you know, is then implemented as as what is to be. So just focusing on that and not, you know, zooming in on every little thing, taking a macro perspective of that and the process of how it will move forward. Jackie, I know this is a little bit different from what you said, but as in this article, they said that they were betting on Bitcoin being short-term economic relief for them. So basically that's a creative way of saying they're bullish on Bitcoin in the short term. How do you feel about that? And do you think they understand the market well enough to be making predictions like that? Um, honestly, I don't think really, I don't think that that's a bad call because in my opinion, um, I always say this, the downside is far less, um, of a risk than the upside. So right now we're sitting at 40,000, right? I mean, we could go into a bear market. We could come back down. Everyone's, you know, worried about 20 K everyone's worried about 10 K whatever. I don't see Bitcoin going to zero. If it's not going to zero, then the only, the only, other way is up right so even if we do go down to those levels what it'll it'll stay at those levels for a year two years who cares right after four or five years that thing's going past past all-time highs that we've seen so i really don't think that's a bad strategy and i just wanted story- to add go ahead sorry sorry i was just on what jackie just said i just wanted to make a quick comment in 2017 2018 when bitcoin hit the 19,000 20,000 whatever it was everybody was worried about the $2,000 price bitcoin or the zero price dollar bitcoin and fast forwarding to today in 2022 look where we're at so you would have still doubled your money even if you had invested at an all-time high back in 2017 2018 so it's that long-term perspective can it go down can you be losing technically losing right yes you can but Take a long-term horizon. I think that that will set you, that will set your mind free a little bit. Yeah, and I think the market dynamics on Bitcoin now have changed too. We're, we're, back then, there were very few investors. Nobody knew about. Now you've got so much awareness. You've got uh, institutions in it. Michael Saylor, you know, all these big money in it. There's no. We're in a completely different world. But abs, breaking news here. I thought you'd be super excited to know that your favorite coin is now going to be the bank-to-bank transfer. So I thought you'd be super happy about it. Guys, I do have 5.5 million Shiba Inu, also $40 in U.S. value. So very excited about the news. And I'm going to be betting that live on the show. So Mario, if you have anything you want to bet, 
I'll be willing to bet my Shiba Inu. <laughs> I'll take that as a no from Mario. No, but there is sorry, something man. really interesting I wanted to point out. Jackie, you brought up some amazing points when you talked about a, bear, a bearish price target. And we have so much institutional buying happening at $30,000. Tesla, their average buy-in price is $30,000. And we had MicroStrategies bought 130,000 Bitcoin at an average buy-in price of $30,700. That includes fees and expenses. So I don't see any dips below that price target being long-term. There's just so much institutional money there. And as this market evolves, there's just going to be more and more big buyers in that market. So JV, do you have any closing comments? Yeah, I, I agree with you 100%. I love what Jackie said. It's like, I hope it goes to 20, man. If it does go to 20, I will buy some Bitcoin. I will. I'm, not a, I'm not in Bitcoin. I'm not against Bitcoin. I just have my own heart-brain coherence thing with it. It's just, it just has nothing to do with, don't take my advice on that. But I, I'm an altcoin dude. And also, too, you, uh, you guys said some power Mario was talking about. I've really heavily diversified, not within crypto, but also outside of crypto. So my insurance businesses, you know, I'm took the whole model of Warren Buffett. I'd rather own 1% of a hundred companies and hundred percent of one. So I'm, my goal is to get as many businesses as I can within the next three to five years that are innovative technologies that are going to change the world, pick the winners and losers. So, um, I would love for Bitcoin to go to 20,000. <laughs> That'd be great. I probably would buy a Bitcoin, but that also is going to would move the market down, which would be great. And then I could buy all my favorite altcoins. So that's a really good point. It's like, it's, it's, it's not going to zero. I mean, there's, there's no way it's going to zero. And this is where the true investors, the true investors are born right now because it's getting boring. Think about this. Um, you know, BitBoy actually brought this up is a lot of YouTubers, their, their, their views are smashed, being smashed right now because it's not exciting. Crypto is not sexy right now. Guess what? Our channel is going up. Why? Because we're holding our frequency very high. We're attracting high vibrational frequency beings that are in it for the long term and the intentions are pure. That's what it's all about. And so, the, the, you know, so really look at your intentions of why you're getting into cryptocurrency. What is it for? For me, it's to free my people, man. I want to be traveling on a private plane with my grandkids, not having to deal with any of this bullshit with the flights and stuff like that. It's very clear on why I want to be free. I love seeing you guys free. All these businesses are being created. That's what it's all about. So, um, yeah, I, I think in, in um, I, I agree with Mario, too. I don't think it's going to go to 100,000. I think there's just too much pressure. There's too much just too much happening right now with the regulation and, and, and lack of clarity. So, yeah, and you brought up something really important, which is if we saw 20,000, you would use that time to accumulate. And I think we can apply that to any project. We talked about this yesterday. If we saw XRP at 17 cents, I wouldn't panic. I'd go and get a DeFi loan, maximize the amount that I could purchase at that rate, and then just bet on the price targets. Because if you're at 17 cents, you only have so much further to drop. And understanding the real utility of these projects is what gives us that understanding that we should be accumulating during these bearish trends, as opposed to saying, oh my God, the price is going down. It's going to go down forever. That's a very simple-minded way of looking at the market, especially in the long term. And that's why a lot of the most successful people don't use short-term timeframes because they're very unpredictable. But I'd love to hop into the to our next article for today, which is a Ripple XRP article. Ripple is very interested in the Korean market and is set to enter the space within a year. Because of the Ripple versus the SEC lawsuit, at this point, over 95% of Ripple customers are non-US-based payment companies, and the Asian markets have been very welcoming of Ripple's product. Ripple is very interested in entering the Korean market next, and we're going to see that by the end of 2022. The U.S. has been way too slow to adopt cryptocurrencies and adopt a lot of this new and innovative technology. So it appears that they may be left behind during this process. I'd love to start off with Jackie here. Jackie, what are some of your thoughts on Ripple's growth in the long term and understanding the real world utility so you don't get swayed by certain narratives? Yeah, I think. Am I? OK, I am unmuted. 
Um, I think that that's big to focus on, that it is mostly getting adopted in Asian countries um, just because of the fact, you know, China's been, you know, the front wave running with all, all of this technology. Um, and so it would only make sense that it would start over there, that they'd be first to adopt the technology like this. Um, and shout out to my Asian people. I really love uh, that side. Um, <laughs> but I do think that that is something um, to focus on just with everything that's going on. I mean, where we think about the technology side, but we also have to think about the macroeconomic side, you know, the government powers and things like that, that macroeconomic dive that JV um, does so well at. Um, so to me, that makes sense that it that is starting over in that side of the world, that this is getting, getting this technology is being adopted more by, by those countries first. Yes. And it's not surprised because of the regulation that's in the United States being so averse to growth, they're, they're hindering growth and they're pushing innovation away. JV brought up something great during the Bitcoin conversation was that mining and Bitcoin are going to be profitable over this next decade. So why is New York pushing that innovation out of their state? Why are they moving all that money, forcing them to reallocate into places like Texas, into places like Florida that are more open-minded? But I do want to keep this centered on XRP. So JV, how do you feel about XRP being adopted in the Asian markets and being hindered in America? Do you think we're going to see an explosion in growth when U.S. finally approves this technology? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. I think what happened is, and I don't know if, if, if this narrative is correct, but it's from just what we can perceive, right, is that uh, America was so far behind the eight ball because um, our leaders are so stuck in the old uh, physical paradigm, which we're moving into a quantum paradigm. And so their brains, I mean, look at our leadership. I mean, they're freaking clowns. Sorry, but they're clowns. I mean, look, if you just look at them and you look at their actions and their behaviors, they can't, they got to read off a freaking teleprompter. They can't even speak. They're just talking heads. All of them are, but they, they're stuck in an old paradigm, right? And they're stuck. They're, they're in this ego state of mind. And so they didn't see, it's kind of like when a leader, um, and that this is the thing about being a CEO, right? You got to make sure I, I got a bunch of young leaders coming up, man. I got to stay fresh. I got to stay on top of things. If I don't or my ego kicks in and I stop paying attention to growth in the business, I actually can destroy this whole company. Right. So I don't think they were paying attention because they were so caught up in the quantitative easing and, and, and packing their own bags and taking care of themselves that they got into their ego and they edged good out. And all of a sudden, they're like, oh, shit. China's coming full force and they're realizing that the, the XRP case or the Ripple case, XRP case, gave them the opportunity to slam on the brakes so that they could catch up and feverishly behind the scenes. They're trying to catch up. That's what I think is happening. That's just my perception. And as soon as they think they're somewhat caught up, which we won't be fully caught up, is they'll, they'll release the dogs and boom, price appreciation. Banks will start implementing it in America. And that's when those who held on like a tick on a dog are going to become some of the wealthiest people in the world. So there's two really interesting things I want to circle back to you, Coach. It's that there's a lot of XRP being sold directly to banks, not, not on the open market. So we know that Ripple is getting direct deposits from their escrow, and they're selling out to banks on a monthly basis. So all these banks have had the opportunity to buy XRP directly from Ripple and not, elect that, not allow that to affect the price in the open market. But what I do want to circle back to is the fact that we're seeing Ripple continue to make strides overseas. So let's say the SEC says they're not allowed to operate in America. They're just going to move all those resources overseas or somewhere they can operate. It's not yep. going to go away. This technology is going to innovate. It's going to happen. Yeah. It's the evolution of our financial system. So I'd love to hear from you. Yeah, and there's no way they're going away in America. There's no way. No way. Bank of America is one of the largest banks in the world, ingrained in the American culture. And they are <laughs> ripple in their path. They are not going in any way. Please know, everybody, this is a political theater. They are all locked arm in arm. You go next. You do this. You do this. And it's like, 
it, they're not going away. They're, they're going to do whatever they can with this case to benefit them the greatest. That's it. So just be ready for that. Whatever decision they make is going to make sure it's not for the American people. It's not for freedom or financial inclusion. It's what allows them to keep the most money in their hands. So know that they will do something that's going to benefit themselves. And um, we're going to be on the right side of the coin. But yeah, one, it's not going away. It's, there's no way in America it's going away. It's going to be implemented in many different banks. Um, I got to believe there's banks, being, like you said, behind the scenes that are already stacking their bags or packing their bags and ready to go. That's all they're afraid of. It's just regulations. Like once we get the green light, we're all going in because they have a cloud, cloud system. They can get banks up and running in two weeks. And within two weeks, can banks can be up and running with uh, RippleNet. That's amazing. At the, at the end of the day, if you think about it, Abs, human civilization, from the day we were born, we have been trying to solve problems and make life simpler and more convenient over time. In a, in a technology like this, Ripple, which does exactly that, it solves a major cross-border uh, payments issue that saves banks, I put it up on Twitter, 80% remittance fees, 80%. If I went to my company and I told them I could save them 80% on our product cost, they would, they better give me a gold coin. I mean, they would be ecstatic to save that kind of money, right? So this technology is not going away. In fact, the reason why we're probably not hearing about it in the U.S. and we keep hearing all the U.S. companies don't want to touch it because of the SEC lawsuit. That's probably exactly right now where they're probably implementing it. They're probably testing it and use technology. I'm in technology. It takes time to launch it. You have to get it in place. You have to build it. You have to test it. You have to debug it, right? This is software. There's always kinds of different use case problems you find. And these things are in the works of being solved. But at the end of the day, corporations are all about finding ways to put more money in their pocket, lower costs, make products cheaper and better. And that's what Ripple does. There ain't no way this thing's not going to be running the world. And they've already planted all their seeds globally everywhere else in the world. So Ripple's here to stay, folks. That was amazing, Johnny. And I want to circle back to Coach JV since we have him on this episode. I want to get some thoughts on your what you think the evolution of NFTs is going to look like and the role that XRP is going to play. Do you think we're going to see a massive shift away from Ethereum and into these other projects like XRP? Ah, well, we made a big announcement at the conference. If you don't mind, I'll make the announcement on this channel too. So, um, because I got to, I held it in, I held it in. So we made a huge announcement. Uh, so those who have been following us for a long time, um, the way businesses run is going to be through NFTs. And if they, if you're a business owner, if you're a business owner, you have to get involved with collecting. We are innovating. We're innovating the way that businesses will go into this new space. Um, this where we create an NFT project, which is uh, Collecti. It's a company that is going to be an incubator for the Coach JV and 3T Warrior Academy NFT project that's going to be on XRPL. So we're actually going to launch an NFT project. You're going to see many of these beautiful people's faces out there. And we're going to be launching that because we are going massively global with our conferences. We are going to change people's lives freeing their dome all over the world and to get into this project so make sure you get into collecti collecti is going to be the incubator you'll get on the white list to get into the coach jv and the 3t warrior academy nft so yes it is the way that companies are going to do uh real estate contracts it's how they're used just see what the board apes it was a board apes what they did is where um oh, uh eight yacht club where they have the uh the the burger shop the burger shop or have you seen that where you you have if you have the nft you can eat for free Genius, genius, genius. Every company is going to be in the metaverse. Every company is going to have an NFT. So if you are a company, an owner, I don't care if you're a plumber, plumbers, don't sleep on this. 
anybody, tax accountants, don't sleep on this. Start building a tribe. If I was a plumber, I would start building a tribe and I would I would tokenize my plumbing company. And if you have that NFT, you get specialized services. I'm telling you guys, this is going to change the world. And we're going to show you how we're going to do it. And we'll actually take you. You can either get on board and go for the ride of your life or get ran over by it. Everybody's going to have to get on the train with NFTs eventually. The thing is, it's going to be volatile, right? Because there's going to, there's the hype right now and then it's going to drop and people are going to get frustrated. But think long term with your NFTs as well as you go into these projects. What are these companies doing? Or if it is a pump and dump, they get in and get out, right? But what we're doing is we're I so my point is yes, NFTs are here to stay. It's gonna be how you do business in the future. That was awesome, Coach, because I think that one of the most important things to understand about NFTs going forward is that they're going to tie communities together, right? One of the biggest advantages of the Board Ape Yacht Club, and we mentioned this yesterday, is that every single person who holds that NFT is a millionaire. So imagine the high-quality conversations that they're having, the high-quality ideas that they're sharing among that group. That's just as valuable as the NFT itself. Jackie, you have so much experience with NFTs, especially on the XRPL. I'd love to go to you. How do you feel about XRP playing a big role in the NFT space going forward? We even saw Michael Jordan at the beginning of this month launch an NFT on XRPL. Yeah, I think as more people become aware of what's going on and kind of the utility of XRP and the development, the development that they've had been continuing to um, to do throughout this um, SEC case, I think a lot of people are going to start to shift their eyes over um, towards towards XRP and XRPL. Um, we talked, I mean, we've talked about this. We've gone on about this months and months ago. Um, you know, first it was with Ethereum and Ethereum's blockchain. Other people started looking at Cardano and Solana. XRP Ledger is the next one to go off. And I, there's a ton. I mean, it's not even, you know, celebrities that are getting early in on the space. People that actually have the, the knowledge of what um, you know, cryptocurrency is and, and blockchain technology is, those are the people that are starting to shift over to XRPL. And a ton of other influencers that we see are also starting to get the word and things like that. So um, yeah, I, I think it's, it's the next big thing. We've been talking about it for a while and it definitely is going to be, you know, the main, the main shift over into that, that area. And I look forward to the more the, the abundance of opportunities that are coming into this space. We had an amazing project on yesterday, Board 8 XRPL, where they allow their, their shareholders to passively accumulate XRP. And it's those types of opportunities that are going to be so important going forward. And I can only imagine if we get some price appreciation and that becomes a high quality group of people sharing new innovative ideas. But I want to say thank you to Coach JV. Thank you to Jackie. Thank you, Johnny. And thank you to the Node Defender. It's always an amazing time recording you. JV, I'd love to give you the opportunity to just have some closing remarks and then we'll close this thing out the same way we always do. Awesome. Well, thank you. I know we're going over, but I just want to say this is the greatest time in human history. And so what I'm going to ask people to do, and I'm going to keep repeating the same thing over because what you repeatedly do gets ingrained in your subconscious mind. What gets ingrained in your subconscious mind will become your unconscious activities. You have to get out of your head and into your heart. Now, what does that mean? It's easy to say that, right? So we're all operating at some point within our life in ego and ego always edges good out. Ego will crush your crypto portfolio. It'll crush your relationship. It'll crush business partnerships. If you can get from your head down into your heart and start to create the feeling and vibration that you want now within the current reality, you will manifest whatever you 
want. What we are experiencing and watching through Elon Musk, because he believes in his heart that he was going to go to the moon and he's going to go to the moon. He's going to go to Mars. He's going to he's he literally is just there's no resistance in his body. That's what we're experiencing. He's like, oh, I'm just going to buy Twitter. F them. They're going to stop me. I'm going to buy. Them. That's the type of personality you want to create. You are a creator. Start acting like it. You have different fingerprint, different DNA. You can walk. You can talk. You can think activate on that stop sit if you're daydreaming and you're just over broke about something then activate on take your five to nine but there's a tweet that just went out today check out twitter uh hillbilly deluxe he said dude i listened to you guys after 14 months he turned his five to nine into his nine to five now dude i have chills all over my body it's on twitter he just put it out there he started a fucking company he's now free i'm like that's what i'm talking about this is the greatest time in human history stop believing the hype stop getting bought into this market up and down if if you if you if you get caught and in, into the market you're gonna look like the stock market that's what your emotions are gonna look like even kill warriors Keep your head above the water. Make sure you surround yourself with amazing human beings like the Warrior Academy. All of you guys, I'm so grateful. Um, and just get in where you fit in, Warriors. I'm telling you, get involved in what we are doing. I'm going to share with you guys that we are going to change human history. I'm promising you, I will promise you, Coach JV and the 3T Warrior Academy, we are going to change human history. We will be written in history books. So if you want to be involved in that, get in, Warriors. I'm telling you, I'm not trying to sell you on anything other than being part of a change in human history. I promise you, because we are creators, we are all ourselves showing up as high-frequency beings attracting the like-minded people. So we are all a mirror reflection. So if you're still here, of the 163 people, we're just mirror reflections of each other. And I'll leave you with this. It's time to get our shit together. Warriors! Ah, let's go. <laughs> Thank you, Coach JV. That was amazing. Let's go, baby. I got Wait. the monkey. Nice. <laughs> I'm feeling a lot better. Almost like the fifth, maybe even this week. <laughs>